Welcome to episode one of NetsPod on the first day of the new decade. For sports fans, a new decade is exciting. Most of us are thankful the Patriots dynasty is finally over. Some of us might be thankful for a new start, especially Knicks fans. Their team went a horrendous 319 and 484 since January 1st of 2000. And despite brief excitement surrounding Jeremy Lin in 2012, they really had nothing to look forward to for 10 years. No one would have thought a decade ago that when the Nets had only 12 wins the whole year, they would be on the verge of stealing New York from the Knicks with superstars Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. But how did we get here? Before Kyrie and KD, Nets fans know that there was Marshawn Brooks and Jared Wallace. Years of disappointment resulting in losses to Bulls teams at the hands of players like Nate Robinson and episodes of coaches throwing water onto the court. But once again, how did we get here? By helping other teams with our horrible decisions. When the New Jersey Nets won 12 games in the 2009-2010 season, attendance was so bad at the games that as part of a promotional deal, anyone over the age of 18 who went and stayed for one of their home games could get their state income taxes done for free. Following that disaster of a season, Mikhail Prokhorov bought 80% of the team for $365 million and planned to help the Nets finance a move to Brooklyn in two years. Comparatively, the Clippers, another stepbrother team, sold for $2 billion in 2014 when Steve Ballmer bought the team following the Donald Sterling incident. On July 14, 2010, the Nets hired general manager Billy King. Now known as the GM behind the worst trade in NBA history, he was then a respectable former NBA player with front office experience. The Nets went all-in on recruiting LeBron James, Wade, and Bosch that year, but missed out on all major free agents. Following this, despite having the best odds to land the number one overall pick in the 2010 NBA draft, they ended up getting the third pick in the lottery, and the Wizards drafted John Wall with the first overall pick. The Nets picked Derek Favors from Georgia Tech. The Nets started the 2011 season with a starting lineup featuring names like Devin Harris, Anthony Morrow, Travis Outlaw, Chris Humphreys, and most notably, Brooke Lopez. The Nets started off the season winning only 17 of 57 games, but on February 23rd, the Nets traded Favors, Devin Harris, and two future first-round picks for star point guard Darren Williams from the Utah Jazz on an expiring deal. Halfway through the 2012 season, the Nets are again struggling, winning 15 out of 49 games to start the season. Dwight Howard requested a trade to the team, but no trade was ever agreed upon. Instead of getting Howard, the Nets traded two rotation players and a 2012 first-round pick to Portland for Gerald Wallace in order to try to get Darren Williams to resign. That pick would end up becoming Damian Lillard. The Nets finished their last season in New Jersey, winning only 22 games. To kick off the move to Brooklyn, the Nets traded for my hometown hero, Joe Johnson, giving up five players and a 2013 first-round pick to the Hawks. With the acquisition of Johnson and Wallace, Williams re-signed, signing a five-year, $98.8 million deal with the Nets. And now the Nets had arguably the strongest backcourt in the NBA with D. Will and Iso Joe. The Nets fired Avery Johnson after a mediocre start to the 2013 season and promoted coach P.J. Carlissimo, and it ended up being the fourth seed in the playoffs that year but lost in seven games to the Chicago Bulls. When I think back to this series, all I can remember is our whole team not being able to stop the five foot nine Nate Robinson. He was everywhere this series, and even put up 34 points in Game 4, leading the Bulls to a 3-1 lead. Before the 2014 season, former Net Jason Kidd was hired as head coach, and the worst trade in sports history, not just basketball history, was made. Remember when I said the Nets love helping out other teams? The Nets traded for Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Jason Terry in a deal that cost them four first-round picks. The craziest thing about this trade 
was that people actually thought the Nets won this trade at the time. But looking back now, we can obviously see that that was far from the truth. The 2016 pick we gave Boston ended up turning into Jalen Brown. The 2017 pick we gave them turned into Tatum. And the 2018 pick ended up being used for them to trade for Kyrie Irving. But luckily, that one actually might have ended up in our favor. With this trade, the Nets basically went all in for a title. With a starting five featuring Darren Williams, Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Brooke Lopez, everyone was a weapon. The only problem was that we went all in to win a title now when the Heat were at their peak. Even with such a strong starting five, it is unlikely that we'd be able to beat LeBron, Wade, and Chris Bosh. The Nets started the season again with a disappointing start, winning 10 and 31 games with D-Will and Lopez being out with injuries. With this stretch of games did lead us to one really cool moment in sports history. The Nets found themselves down two points to the Lakers with eight seconds left, and they were struggling. Really needing a win, Jason Kidmouth hit me to a player who proceeded to run into him, and Kid spilled his water on the court. Really, it was pretty genius. Kid needed to make a sub and got a few extra seconds to talk to his team. Paul got a great look at the basket to tie the game with a buzzer beater, but ended up missing. The Nets lost, and Kid was fined $50,000 by the NBA for the start. Despite the rough start, the Nets ended up finishing with 44 wins and also managed to go 4-0 against the Heat in the regular season. They defeated the third-seeded Raptors in the playoffs in seven games with an incredible Paul Pierce block on Kyle Lowry that was all ball if you don't count the part where he hit Lowry's arm. But unfortunately, the Nets ended up losing to the Heat in five games in the second round. Going into the 2015 season, Lionel Hollins was named coach of the Nets and Paul Pierce left in free agency, saying his experience there was horrible and that D-Will wasn't the person he thought he was when he got there. In a recent podcast, Kevin Garnett also commented on that Nets team, saying certain guys got what KG and the truth were trying to instill in the team, but D-Will wasn't the player the team needed him to be. The 2015 Nets didn't have the same level of expectations as they did in 2014 and again started the season poorly. The Nets traded KG to the T-Wolves and received Thaddeus Young in a rare good trade. The Nets benched Darren Williams, who was shooting a horrendous 38% from the floor, and constant ongoing injuries prevented him from being the same player he once was. The Nets barely made it into the playoffs that year with 38 wins, but fell to the number one seeded Hawks in six games. Following that season, Darren Williams was waived by the team. The popular series on YouTube became trying to rebuild the Nets in NBA 2K, a video game, because it was so hard to pull off in real life. With the start of the 2016 season, Boston's reign of terror had officially begun over the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets started the season poorly again, winning 7 out of 27 games, and Lionel Hollins and Billy King were let go. The Nets had the worst record in the NBA and didn't even have their own pick to go with it. Boston ended up getting the third pick in the draft from Brooklyn that year, and the road ahead for the Nets looked barren. In the 2016 offseason, new Nets GM Sean Marks hired a good coach in Kenny Atkinson. He also traded Thaddeus Young to the Pacers for the 20th pick in the draft, which became Karis LeVert out of Michigan. He probably would have been drafted in the lottery that year if it wasn't for ongoing injuries, and it was a good pick. Marks then picked up Dinwiddie and Joe Harris, both off the free agent market, as they had both been let go by their former teams. Despite these acquisitions, the Nets still struggled that year. Going into the 2017 season, Sean Marks traded for D'Angelo Russell, someone the Lakers were looking to get rid of because they drafted Lonzo Ball and because of Russell's locker room problems surrounding Nick Young. They also traded for Allen Crabb and a Portland first-round pick that turned into Jared Allen. Despite not having any of their own first-round picks, the Nets had built up a pretty decent roster that did have some question marks, mostly surrounding our new point guard, D'Angelo Russell. The Nets only won 28 games this year, but the foundation of a team was there. In the 2018 draft, the Nets picked Rodion Kourouch, who ended up starting a lot of games. In the 2019 season, D'Angelo averaged 21 points and 7 assists. 
who was a frontrunner for most improved player but ended up losing out to Pascal Siakam. Spencer Dinwiddie contended for six men of the year that year, and Jared Allen also had established himself as an elite rim protector. Joe Harris shot 47% from the three-point line. The Nets won 42 games in 2019 and took game one off the Philadelphia 76ers on the road in the playoffs. With that series loss, we're now to the 2019 offseason. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant picked the Nets over the Knicks, and the team has a real chance to contend in 2020. But will they be able to compete with other top-tier duos like the ones in L.A.? Or will they even be able to make it out of the East? I don't know, but I do hope so.